0: Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Preston Shuttlesworth audio podcast, a place where we believe you can be equipped to conquer any obstacle in life through the power of God's word. We have a mission and believe that whatever problem you might be facing, God has a word that can lift you out of your trouble. Now, here's your host, Preston Shuttlesworth. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. It's me again, your host. Preston Shuttlesworth. And today we have podcast number nine. And uh, we're getting up there. We're almost in double digits. (laughs) And um, I'm glad you're here listening today and uh, wherever you might be. And uh, today's topic and title is this Never pray if it be your will again. Because we're going to be getting into a topic that deals with faith. It deals with A key to answered prayer. It deals with the biblical perspective of God's will, how we discover what God's will is, and we're going to be dismantling a religious mindset that the enemy has used to hinder the prayers of the body of Christ and to hinder uh, the believer. And uh, because, let me say this, if you begin your prayers with a phrase like, if it be your will, basically what you're saying is that you do not know that it's God's will to answer your prayer. So first of all, you have to understand that when we pray, we have to pray in faith, because faith is what moves the heart of God. You know, God is not moved by our need. God is moved by faith. God is moved when we ask something based on the authority of His word, and we claim it by faith. And so if you begin your prayers with a phrase like, if it be your will, you're from the beginning admitting that you don't know that if it's God's will or not to answer your prayer. So I want to show you from the Bible and our key text today or at night, whenever you might be listening, um, why this is not the biblical perspective of how we should pray. Because the Bible says in Mark chapter 1, verses 40 to 42, it says, A man with leprosy came to Jesus and begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. So that's the religious mindset right there. There's the religious prayer. There's the lie from the enemy right there. If you are willing, you can make me clean. But listen to verse 41. It says this, Jesus was indignant. That means Jesus became annoyed and frustrated by the saying of the leprous man. He reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, Jesus said. Be clean. Immediately, the leprosy left the man and he was clean. So what we can take from that text, which is our key text for today's podcast, is that the leprous man came to Jesus, because he had leprosy obviously, and asked Jesus, he said, if it be your will, I know you can make me clean. This annoyed Jesus, it frustrated Jesus, because it was his will to make him clean, and those kinds of mindsets and that lie annoys Jesus. It annoys God and it is not biblical and it is not the word of God. And after listening to this podcast, my prayer is that you will never again pray like the leprous man and say, if it be your will, because you'll begin to have an understanding that God's complete and perfect will has always been revealed by his written word and his spoken word. You know, in order to know somebody's will, you have to read their will. You know, if there was a wealthy businessman or an entrepreneur that died and there was a will and testament that he wrote to his wife and his family of what, was be, what would go to who and, you know, how his wealth would be distributed after he died and things like that, how ridiculous would it be? If that wife or one of his children came to me and asked me, I just want to know what the will of my father was for me. I want to know what my father left for me in his will. How ridiculous would it be if they came to me and asked me that question, but never just sat down and read the will of their father? That would be crazy because they would instantly realize what belonged to them if they read the will that was left by their father. But that's what Christians are doing when they pray and say, Lord, if it be your will. That's an annoying and frustrating prayer to God. It hinders God's ability to answer your prayer. Because when you pray, you shouldn't pray and say something like, if it be your will. But when you pray, you should stand in faith and claim the word of God and know exactly what God's will is for you. I say that it's an annoying and frustrating prayer to God because the Bible says that Jesus was annoyed at the prayer of the leprous man. If it be your will, you can make me clean. It says Jesus became indignant after the man said that. So if something annoys Jesus, it should annoy you and me too, because God has already revealed His willingness by His word. The Bible says this in Second Peter chapter three and verse 9, that God is not willing, that any, should perish. So anybody that prays, they should know in their heart that it's God's will to hear their request and answer the desire of their heart. Anybody that prays, if it be your will, hasn't believed or heard the word that God has given to us. The gospel and mission of Christ, listen to me, has been completed. The word is full. The word is sufficient. When Jesus said it is finished on the cross, he meant it. There's nothing left to be done. Jesus has accomplished everything that he was sent to do. That's why the Bible says when the word is sent, it shall accomplish everything that it was sent to do. And how many have the revelation that John 1.1 declares that Jesus is the word? So Jesus accomplished everything in his life and ministry and death on the cross to give us access to everything we need as the believer. We have a perfect covenant through Jesus. Do you remember what the Lord said to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1? He said this, only be strong and courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law or the word which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law or the word shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate upon it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have great. Success. So, if that was a word given to Joshua in the Old Covenant, that if he wouldn't depart from the word of the Lord, if he would meditate upon it day and night, if it would continually come from his mouth, that if he did that, he would have great success, that whether he turned to the right or to the left, the Lord would make a way for him. If that was true for Joshua in an inferior covenant, that did not have the blood of Jesus, that did not have a better promise built on a better hope. If that was true for Joshua, think of how much more the word is sufficient for you and me through the blood of Jesus Christ. Never wonder if it's God's will for you to be healed. Let's deal with this first. The Bible says in Exodus 15, 26, it says, if, this is a word from the Lord to the people of Israel in Exodus. The Lord said, if you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do that which is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth you. Hallelujah. It also says this in Matthew 8, 17, that he himself, meaning Christ, took our infirmities and bore our diseases. The Bible says this in 2 Corinthians 8, 9, that though Christ was rich, he became poor, that through his poverty, we might become rich. Never again think that it's God's will to teach you a lesson or humble you through sickness, poverty, or oppression, or depravity, or lack. God will never teach you a lesson from something with something that you've been redeemed from. A great man of God said this, E.W. Kenyon. He said, it's illegal for Satan to lay on you what God laid on you. On Jesus. Never again put up with the attack of the enemy and dismiss it as just something you have to go through as a believer and as a Christian. That we just gain humility and we gain character through our suffering. No, there is no glory in suffering. Never again think that the issues you face belong to you. Never again identify with your struggle. Never again think that you you can't be a Christian and have wealth and have nice things and be provided for. No, never think it's a Part of the Christian experience to be in lack—that's a religious lie that must be broken off the body of Christ, and it is not God's will. God's reveal, God's will is revealed by His word, and His will is that we be blessed, we be healed, we be saved, we be free from every oppression in our mind and everything that the enemy would try to send our way. We are set free by the power of the blood of Jesus. You know, someone might hear me say this and preach like this, and teach like this, and think that it's a selfish way to believe. But I actually believe that it's the opposite. That it's selfish to think that you have to take sickness upon your body in order to know what healing's like. That you have to take poverty upon your life to know what it's like to be humble and be a poor person. That you have to take, you know, sin and be in sin all all your life to know what it's like to be saved. No, that's not true. Because if you do that, you put yourself in Christ's place. Because Jesus was the substitute for sin, sickness, and lack, not you. Let me make it perfectly clear. You don't have to be sick in order to have the faith to cast out sickness. You don't have to be poor in order to understand humility. Because Jesus became poor that we might be rich, 2 Corinthians 8-9. He took stripes upon his back that we might be healed, Isaiah 53-5. And he became sin that we might become the righteousness of God, 2 Corinthians five twenty one in the mindset that you have to suffer and that there's glory in your suffering and that there's something God wants to teach you through your suffering is a lie. It's a religious lie from the devil to keep Christians poor, sick, cast down, and oppressed. You might say it's selfish to believe that God will do all these things for you, but it's not selfish for me to expect God to come through on his word. You know, People might say it's selfish to expect God to bless your finances and to bless your family and that you don't have to be in lack. But listen to what the Bible has to say in Psalm 103. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, and who heals all your diseases. Or how about this in 1 John chapter 5? This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, and if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. It would be a selfish mindset if God hadn't already promised to us that he would do them. Because the things that I'm mentioning, the things that I'm preaching, aren't coming from my own mind of things I want from my own flesh, but they're things that have been promised to me and you because God has made them clear to us by his word. The Bible makes it clear. The Bible also says in 1 Peter 2, 24, That who his own self, meaning Jesus, bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live in righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Notice how the Bible doesn't say by whose stripes you can be healed if you pray, but it says by whose stripes you were healed, that healing already belongs to the child of God. And only thing you have to do is activate and claim it by faith to make it come alive in your own life and in your own body. Because Peter, excuse me, was inferring that the work has already been done and completed, that when Jesus said on the cross, it is finished, he meant it. Now all we have to do as his children is believe that the promise is for us and claim them by faith. Take this as, a, as an example. Imagine there was a child that was throwing a temper tantrum in the grocery store because their parents wouldn't buy them a chocolate bar and they began to cry and throw a big fit in front of all the workers, in front of all the other customers, that child would be selfish for doing so. But what if the parents promised that child before they entered the grocery store that they would give them a chocolate bar if they were obedient to the things that they told them to do? Then that child would have a case to ask their parents and say, hey, you promised me this thing if I was obedient and they were expecting that blessing. They were expecting that thing to be given to them. You see, the will of God and his promises are made clear to us by his word. God has promised us things by his word and I am not selfish and you are not selfish for expecting God to come through on his word and perform it. You know something? I don't have to raise awareness to mental health crisis because I've been already set free from every oppression in my mind. I don't have to raise awareness to cancer because I've been set free from sickness and disease. You know, if you do, you might as well raise awareness to sin and tell everyone that you're in sin while you're saved because all three are measured on the same scale by our God. And expecting my Lord to come through on his word doesn't make me selfish. It makes me his child. It makes me a son because I believe in the word of my father. I believe that he will do exactly what he promised me he would. You see, only a son of a horrible father expects his father to do nothing for him. You know, I was never raised with a father like that. Maybe you were, and I'm sorry that you were. But you now have a heavenly father if you accept Christ Jesus and you accept the Lord. That now you have a a request that you can ask, Lord, you promised me that these things belong to me, and I claim them by faith, and I will see them in my life. I want you to know that our Father is loving, that He loves you, that He's compassionate, that He wants to give you good things, that He wants to give you good gifts, that He doesn't want you to be in lack. And all you have to do is ask for those things by faith. You know, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus was teaching His disciples a principle. And He asked them this question. He said, If your child came to you and asked you for a piece of bread, would you give him a stone? Or if your child came to you and asked you for a fish, would you give them a snake? Or if your child came to you and asked you for an egg, would you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So then, if you being evil, if you being mere men, know how to give good gifts to your children, then how much more will your heavenly Father give to them that ask? You see, our Father desires to give us precious gifts. Our Father desires to answer our prayers when we pray according to His Word that is His will and claim the promises of God by faith. Never again, pray, Father, if it be your will, but pray with the assurance and the knowing that God's word is his will. And when I pray according to his word, I cannot be denied if I claim it by faith. Our Father God, desires to give us precious gifts. He desires to answer our prayers. Firstly, because he loves us. And secondly, because he wants us to be a blessing to our generation. Don't tell me that money is evil. Don't tell me that healing is evil. Don't tell me that being set free from the bondage of mental oppression and anxiety and things like that is evil. I know firsthand that the promises of God are good, that He wants us to be healed so that we can do the things that we're called to do. He wants us to be blessed so that we won't have to be in lack. We'll have to worry and be in anxiety and confusion about where our income's going to come from, about where our provider is going to show up, that we have the assurance and the knowing that God will do exactly what he said in his word that he would do. God's gifts are given because he would not leave us helpless. God gives us things because he doesn't want to leave us as orphans. He doesn't want to give us nothing. He doesn't want to be a deadbeat dad that you never saw and you never talked to and never gave you anything. Our father is a loving father that wants to give us everything we need in order to be successful in our life. God is a loving father that never wants you to go without, never wants you to be in sickness, never wants you to be in lack. He wants you to have everything Everything that you need. He wants you to be well supplied, provided for. Know that you have an inheritance in Christ Jesus. Know that you have a future and a hope, that He has good things prepared for you. Because our Father is not a deadbeat Father, He's a Father that loves you more than any earthly Father would ever be able to love you. God has given us everything we need in order to live in victory, authority, and dominion, to live in divine healing, to live in financial overflow and stability, to live in freedom and liberty from any mental oppression in our our thoughts. Never again pray, Father, if it be your will. Instead, let your faith arise and take a hold of God's revealed and established will, which is his precious, pure word. Hallelujah. You can begin to pray instead if it be your will, but you can pray and declare by faith things like this. Father, I thank you that I am healed according to Isaiah 53 5. Father, I thank you that I am blessed and rich according to 2 Corinthians 8 9. Father, thank you that I am righteous according to 2 Corinthians. Hallelujah. There's nothing that God has said in his word that can't be made active in your life by you claiming the word of God and making it come alive in your own spirit hallelujah i am healed because god says i'm healed i am saved because the god's word says i'm saved i am blessed because god's word says i'm blessed i am set free because god's word says i am set free hallelujah i am victorious i have authority all because my father has listed it in his will his precious word hallelujah you know something interesting? That you can actually translate testament to will. So really when you read the Bible, it's God's old will and God's new will. That God has things ready for you. That God has a will written out for you on pages with ink. That God has things reserved for your life. That God doesn't want you to be in lack in any way. He doesn't want you to be sick in your body, lack in finances, or to have sin in your spirit. He wants to save you in a three-fold Old manner from sin, from sickness, and from poverty. Hallelujah! Listen to this in First Kings eight fifty-six. There has not failed one word of all His good promise. Hallelujah! Not one word will fail. Not one word will be made inactive. But everything that God has listed in His will and in His word for us, we can access by faith. We don't have to pray if it be his will because we know his will. His will is his revealed word that he has given to us. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Ezekiel 12 verse 25. I am the Lord. I will speak. And the word that I shall speak shall come to pass. Ezekiel 12 25. Or how about this in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20. For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen. To the glory of God by us. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. I want to close again by reading the beginning text that we read in Mark chapter 1. A man with leprosy, read it with a whole new perspective now because of the teaching that you just heard. A man with leprosy came to Jesus and begged him on his knees. You will never beg on your knees again. You will never be a beggar in Jesus' name you will be a receiver in Jesus name we are not orphans we don't beg for bread the Bible says I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor God's people begging bread God gives seed to the sower hallelujah it's all through the Bible I can't quote all the scriptures because it would I'd be here for six hours straight quoting to you scriptures about how God provides for his children how he God never leaves his children that God never wants us to be orphans that God doesn't want us to be beggars God doesn't want us to go without. God wants to provide everything that his word says that we can have. God loves you. God loves me. God loves the world. That's why he gave Jesus, that we might not perish but have everlasting life. God wants us to be whole. God wants us to be healed. God wants us to be blessed. God wants us to have everything that we need in order to be victorious Christians on the earth. You are not an orphan. You are not just another person. You have a Father in heaven who loves you, who wants to care for you, who wants to provide for you. Never question His will again. Never doubt His will again. God has something for you today. God's will and word is established forever. The Bible says, In Numbers 23, that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. That God in his word, if he's spoken something to you, if he's spoken something to me by his word, God's not going to go back on his word. There's never going to be a moment in your life when you declare the word of God by faith and God says, well... That was true for so-and-so, but not true for you. You know, it was true 500 years ago, but not true now. It was true 1,000 years ago, but not true now. No, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What does that mean? That means our God does not change. It means that if he has said something, he will do it. He will not change his mind. He'll not lie to you. He'll not get your hopes up and promise you all these things and not come through on his word. But God will do exactly what he said in his word that he would do for you and me. If you're ever wondering if when you're about to pray, if it is God's will, get a word. And pray God's word. Because you're never wrong when you quote God. You're never going to be a liar when you quote God's word. And God actually loves it when we remind him what he's spoken over our lives. And it's not because God's forgotten his word. He just wants us to have the realization and the faith to claim his word for our own lives. Hallelujah. That can be your story this year, that you can finally realize that God is willing to bless. God is willing to answer your request if you pray by faith according to his word and according to his will. Hallelujah. A man with leprosy came to Jesus and begged him on his knees. That will never be you. You'll never be a beggar in Jesus' name. If you are willing, can you make me clean? Now when I pray, I pray, Father, I thank you that I am clean because it is your will to heal those that you love and those that come to you by faith and ask according to your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You'll never again pray in doubt. You'll see a, a huge change in your prayer life where God will begin to answer your prayers more and more because no longer are you praying in doubt. No longer are you praying in ignorance of what God's will is for your life. But now you're praying with the understanding that God's will is for you to be whole. God's will is for you to be healed. God's will is for you to be blessed. God's will is for you to have everything you need in order to be successful in life life. Hallelujah. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I love you and God's word is true for your life. I guarantee you that if you pr- if you make a priority to declare God's word in prayer and when you pray, know what the will of God is, you'll see a huge change in your prayer life and God will begin to answer your prayers like never before. You don't have to be confused about what God's will is for you. You can be assured by faith that his word is sufficient for you. I hope this podcast blessed you today. I hope you know that God loves you. I hope you know that I love you. And I want you to know that your future is secure in the word of God. I'll see you again next time. Thank you for listening to the Preston Shuttlesworth Audio Podcast. To stay connected with Preston and for booking information, make sure to follow him on social media on Instagram and stay tuned for our upcoming ministry website. For more episodes, please subscribe and make sure to come back here every Friday for brand new weekly content.